Throughout this Lent, we've been reflecting upon seeking forgiveness from, from God because of our sins and extending forgiveness to others or asking for their forgiveness. The question I have today is, what does forgiveness look like? What does the forgiveness of God look like? I was kind of taken by surprise when Jesus said at the very beginning of the Passion that we just heard, I have eagerly awaited this meal, this Passover meal, to eat with you, my disciples. And I thought, eagerly awaited? Because that Passover meal was to embody what Jesus would do, that he would die and then rise on Easter, that he would suffer and be the sacrificial Paschal Lamb for the forgiveness of our sins. Eager, but yet he is the Son of God who came to save the world and not condemn it. Is that what forgiveness looks like? I am eager to die for you? I continue to reflect on that question, especially in terms of what we heard today. And forgiveness takes on many different facets that we can see. We see that forgiveness is betrayal, being betrayed by Judas and denied by Peter, his closest apostle in terms of what he was going to have him do for the church. We see that forgiveness is ridicule. It is defamation of character. It is rejection by the religious and civil authorities and all the people that they represent. It is having those turn the, their backs on you. And as they turn their backs on you, they revile you. Forgiveness is being scourged horribly, terribly, in preparation for crucifixion. Forgiveness is wearing a crown of thorns and bleeding profusely from your head. Forgiveness is being spat upon as you walk through Jerusalem to outside of the city where Golgotha is located. Forgiveness is praying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. The forgiveness of God is being crucified on a cross, being nailed to it, not being able to breathe while you're suspended in the air. And in order to breathe, you had to move yourself which was excruciatingly painful. Forgiveness was to be reviled by others while you were on the cross. Even the soldiers, along with the religious leaders of his day. Can you imagine that? You're suffering enough, indescribably, and there are people there to help you suffer even more. Taking more and more and more of it upon himself. Forgiveness 
is speaking to that thief that we know of as the good thief, who said, I recognize who you are, Jesus. Would you remember me? Would you forgive me so I can be with you in your kingdom? At the very last minute. And Jesus said, yes. Forgiveness is saying yes to our pleas, our prayers, to become one with God, even as we recognized what we've done to put him on that cross. This is what forgiveness looks like. Jesus and what he did. And we come to terms in some way today with the cost that Jesus experienced as he was in his passion and died for our sins. Paul said, though he was in the form of God, he did not deem equality with God something to be grasped at. Rather, he emptied himself to become a human. Oh boy, did he empty himself in order to set us free from our sins. Remember the agony in the garden when he was sweating blood? Has anybody here ever been in a situation where you've been so upset or agitated in understanding what's to come that you have sweat blood? Probably not. But Jesus did in anticipation of the terrible things to come. This, brothers and sisters, is what forgiveness looks like. This is the cost of forgiveness paid for us completely by Jesus, the Son of God. It isn't something to be feared. It isn't something that we need to be ashamed of. For Jesus has given himself to us freely. Do you remember last week when we thought about the woman who was caught in adultery and everybody had those stones in their hands they were ready to, to stone her, to kill her because of her sin, because the law would allow them to do that? And Jesus straightened it out, forgave her, and they left and they didn't stone her. They dropped all their stones. I started thinking about those stones that were on the ground. And you know, they can represent for us, our own sins, the things that we're not proud of, the things we want to forget, the darkness, the hurts that we have. And, and a lot of times, at least for a while, and maybe some folks for most of their lives, they collect all those stones and, and they carry them around with them. They, they collect their sins, if you will. They carry around their sins around with them. They carry their hurts around with them. Sometimes for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. And just think about that. Carrying heavy stones around in your pockets, in your backpack, whatever it would be. And you're doing it for decades. What would your body be like if you, if you actually did that? What would it look like? You'd be broken down. You'd have sores. You probably couldn't walk. Maybe you would have to crawl, and you'd be very much in pain, a pain that really couldn't be resolved because of the damage that all those stones had done to your body. So we got to ask ourselves the question, why would we be willing 
Why would we be willing to carry around the stones of our sins for days, for years, for decades? Why would we be willing to carry the hurts for that same potential amount of time? Why would we do that? Could be for fear, shame, anger. It could be for a number of reasons. But there's one who says to us, you don't have to do that. You do not have to do that. It's the one on the cross, Jesus. Do you remember what forgiveness looks like? You've seen it now. It's freely given. You don't have to carry the stones around. You can get rid of them by placing them at the cross, the foot of his cross, and seeking forgiveness and seeking healing. He did pay a great price for our sins, but he wanted to. Remember? I look forward to eating this meal with you. And he desires from the depths of his heart to bring us forgiveness and healing. What's stopping you from accepting it? 